0: Receive them with a great tree of life welcome. We love and appreciate, brother and sister Fleming. God bless you. Amen. Thank the Lord. Well, take your Bibles if you would, and I'm going to the book of Ephesians. I was on the way to church tonight, drove past a little church down in Montgomery, down here. It just happened to be a place where I proposed to my wife. I won't tell you how long ago that was, but we're celebrating this upcoming week, so it's kind of an exciting time for us. But I do appreciate this church for a number of reasons, but that's one big one right there. And uh, we certainly appreciate, honor your pastor, the Bullers, and, uh, and certainly the Enuses, and everyone that's involved in the leadership of this church and then to the great saints of this church um, we certainly bring our greetings to you Ephesians chapter 6 verse number 10 I know um, you're here on a Sunday night and I know the Lord has something for you that's very special Um, Ephesians 6 and verse 10 and I'm gonna read on down to verse 19 lots of verses very familiar to all of you but it just says finally my brothers this is the part I want to focus on be strong in the Lord he says be strong in the Lord in the power of his might put on the whole armor of God so you can stand against the wiles of the devil we wrestle not against flesh and blood sometimes it feels like we do but but against principalities Powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Because of that, take unto you the whole armor of God so you can withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Having your loins girt with the truth, um, having your breastplate or on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you're able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked take the helmet of salvation the sword of the spirit which is the word of god praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me that utterance would be given to me that i may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel and i I want to really focus on that area of just being strong in the Lord. My message is fighting the battle with joy. Fighting the battle with joy. And I'm not talking about fighting against someone with the name of joy. I'm talking about fighting the battle from a foundation of the joy of the Lord in your life. Amen. Let's pray together. Amen. Jesus, we love you. We thank You, Lord, for what we feel in this place tonight. We thank You, God, for the wonderful things, Lord, that You've done in the lives of the young people, the United Pentecostal Church and this church, Lord. I thank You, Lord God, for the ways in which You're working in our life. I thank You for the holy ground that we stand on tonight. And I pray You'd bless, Lord. Bless, God, the saints of this church tonight. Encourage us. Strengthen us. Give us direction. Give us help, Lord, from Your Word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just say in Jesus, name. in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Paul said, um, when it comes to delivering the word of the Lord in this world, or maybe you could just say when it comes to living for the Lord in this world. Um, but especially when it comes to being involved in reaching out to people in this world, when it comes to evangelism when it comes to discipleship, Um, when it comes to moving a church forward in any kind of way, you've probably noticed, uh, you come up against resistance. It's not an easy thing. Uh, It's a struggle. Uh, It's a battle, you could say. Uh, The enemy is dug in. The enemy does not want you to move forward and I'm not talking about the city and their ordinances although I've bumped up against some of those myself and you might start to think well it's the city I'm fighting against but it's not the city and it's not the people uh, that are in your neighborhood uh, but what you're really struggling against is this battle there is a fight that is going on and uh, and Paul said uh, I I want you to realize that uh, as you're in this fight he said I Uh, You've got to pray. You've got to ask God to intervene. You've got to ask the Lord to come and help you. He said, I I pray for you, and he said, and I want you to pray for me because uh, we, we are going to need God's help, and he said, and I want you to pray in a spiritual way. Pray that there's a boldness that I have when when I have the opportunity to express the words of the Lord. Pray that God would give me insight. Pray God would give me the ability, and, and pray God would give me the strength, and pray God would give me the opportunity, the open doors, because it's God God that allows the door to open. It's God that gives the opportunity. It's God that allows us to enter into this place. And so he said, we've got to, we've got to pray that God does what only God can do. And then he said, and then we have to do what we can do. We have to be ready. We have to be prepared. He said, just like a soldier doesn't just run out into the battle. He said, I want you to make sure you're ready for your day of battle and your day of struggle. He said, I, I want you to make sure you get prepared and suited up uh, as you're heading into this challenge that you're facing. So he said, I, I'm, I'm praying uh, that, that just like a soldier puts certain things on, that you get certain things on and in your life. He said your mind will be attacked, so you need to have on the helmet of salvation. He said your emotions will go through an attack, so you're going to need the breastplate of righteousness. He said your integrity will be attacked, so you're going to need a belt of truth, And he said, and your message, if you're preaching God's truth, will be attacked. So you need to stand in a place that's called the gospel of peace. He said, I'm, I'm telling you that God is going to help you in this struggle. Amen. He said, you've got an enemy. And certainly it's after uh, everything in your life. Um, and he said, so because it senses weakness, I want you to be strong in the Lord. Just say be strong in the Lord. He said, I, I want you to be strong in the Lord. In other words, when you come to church, what God is trying to do is put strength in the area of you that really counts. He's trying to give you the strength that you're going to need for this upcoming week. He said, I, I want you to be ready, prepared. I want you to be strong in the Lord. Not in yourself, but I want you to be strong in the Lord. Amen. There's a little book in the Old Testament called Nehemiah. And and in the book of Nehemiah, it's all about reconstruction. It's all about God putting things back together that are broken down, you could say. Um, God doesn't just take old things and throw them away. um, But He's into taking old things and making them new. So you could say God doesn't operate a throwaway society. The older I get, the more thankful I'm in for that. But he said, God takes things and he recreates them or he makes them new. And so over and over again through the book of Nehemiah, they're struggling to rebuild something in a physical way. But toward the end of the book, they're struggling to rebuild things or reclaim things in a spiritual way. And, and when you read the book of Nehemiah, a man by the name of Ezra, the Bible says, stands on a platform Behind a pulpit of wood, and he opens up the Old Testament book of the law, and he just simply starts preaching uh, the word of the Lord. And as he's preaching the word of the Lord, the Bible says he's making it plain, or he's helping the people to understand what it really means as he's preaching. The word of the Lord and and as he's preaching and proclaiming the people they start looking at what God is offering to them and they start looking at their own life And, and the Bible says they get conviction in their life because they start understanding we don't have to live in bondage like we lived back in Egypt or we don't have to serve the gods of the Canaanites like all of our neighbors around us but actually God has called us to live above the struggles that are in this world God has called us to live free. And the Bible says that they started weeping. They were broken when they actually heard the words of the Lord. And and as they were weeping and crying, finally Ezra got back to that pulpit and he said, I want you to understand, it's fine uh, to feel like God is convicting you. It's great to come and, and weep in the presence of the Lord. I'll never forget uh, a lady coming to church one Sunday. She came up to me. And she said, you know, Pastor... If everyone's so happy around here, she said, "Why do you have uh, these places where people can run over here and grab one of these Kleenexes off of the off of the pulpit, if or the platform, area? She said, "What's up with that? If everyone's so happy, why is everyone crying? Why is all this happening around here?" And I just simply said, "Those." are not tears necessarily of sorrow, although they're tears of repentance many times. But but what God is really trying to do in your life is to give you joy. And when God's Spirit comes on you and it breaks you, and those tears begin to flow, the end result of it is not you living in depression, but the end result of it is for you to live a life that's filled with joy. And I told her... Amen. I said, you know what? You should be thankful there's something like that in the church. Amen. It's there. But Ezra got to that pulpit and he said, today is not the day of sorrow. So he said, it's great to have a season of repentance, but don't live your life in that season because you can't be strong and be depressed at the same time. He said, I I want you to understand, this is one of the great principles of Scripture, He said, I want you to understand that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. He said, I I want you to realize if you're going to be strong in God, you're going to have to have some joy in your life that comes from the presence of the Lord. There was a man by the name of George Mueller. You've maybe heard of him. You maybe haven't. But he was about 14 years of age when his mother passed away, lost his mom early, became addicted to alcohol. He was in his 20s when someone invited him to a little Bible study that was going on. And, and he sensed something in that Bible study that really attracted him. So he just kept coming back. And, and he got really involved in the things of the Lord. became, you could call him a great man of faith, many years ago. And God, in the work of, of helping orphans, he literally clothed and fed thousands of orphans. He never asked for an offering, never asked anyone to give. He would just pray and God would supply. I just I want to read just a little bit out of his autobiography because he said these words. He said, I've faced all kinds of problems in my life. He said, and there's one thing I've learned The only way I can survive warfare and this attack on my faith is I start every day with the word of God. And I start with prayer. He said, I look at the promises and I meditate on them. Because the word strengthens prayer. And prayer makes the word come alive. Now this is what I want you to hear. He said, I never leave my room until I'm happy In the Lord. He said, This is what I do every day. This is how I survive the attack of the enemy. He said, I close myself off in a place where I get the Word of God out. I read that Word because that's how God talks to me. And I pray. And he said, I know it's time to leave because I'm finally getting to the place where I'm happy in the Lord we used to sing a little song that said we're a happy people yes we are we're a happy people yes we are amen but George Mueller one morning he walked to the the head of a table they had no food on the table and uh, and he told the children he said we're going to get up and we're going to pray we're going to thank the Lord for the food that he's going to provide and so they got up, they stood up, they prayed, and just then there was a knock at the door, and, and the baker said, you know, I couldn't sleep last night, 2 o'clock in the morning. God woke me up and said, you probably need food, a little bit of bread to eat for these kids. So he said, I got all this bread here. And so he said, well, thank God for that. And just a little bit while there's another knock at the door, and the milkman said, my milk truck broke down over here. And he said, I don't know what to do with all this milk, so maybe your kids could use all this milk. And you could wonder... Amen. How does this guy do what he does? How does he survive what he has to survive? Amen. He just didn't leave his room until he was happy in the Lord. Jesus said, I've spoke these things to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Amen. He said, I I want you to know I'm going to anoint you with an oil of gladness. I'm going to come among my people and I'm going to put something on them. That will attract this world. Amen. Amen. We live in a victimized society. You could say it's a society where everyone's kind of depressed and complaining and struggling all the time. Years ago, we had a missionary that came through Ames. And while they were with us, um, we happened to have a university in our town. And the missionary told me, he said, you know, I I received a, a doctorate here at Iowa State when I was... Um, many, many years ago. And I said, well, that's fascinating. So he said, I want to just drive around the town. I want to see various sites, places where. And so he's showing me where he worked at a hardware store and kind of working through his life with me, telling me what he did for four years while he was parked there. Or at least some think they get it in four years. But he was there for quite a while. And uh, and so I, I just said, I casually said, so were you in the church when you were at Iowa State? He said, no, I didn't know anything about God at all. So I said, well, how in the world did you come in contact with Pentecost? What's your experience? He said, well, I left here. He said, I took a job teaching at a major university. And he said, you know, my wife and I, we were so depressed. He said, it seemed like I had everything, and I should be so happy, and I should be so fulfilled, and everything should be going great in my life. And he said, we were just depressed. We were just discouraged. And he said, I noticed the neighbor was happy all the time. And he said, I couldn't figure out why the neighbor was happy all the time. So I asked the neighbor one day, well, what do you do for a living? He said, well, I'm a plumber. I work as a plumber. I said, well, do you do anything else? He said, well, yeah, I'm starting a little church here in town. I said, well, how come you're so happy all the time? And the neighbor said, well, I'm so glad you asked. Maybe we should sit down some time and just have a Bible study together. Maybe we should study the Bible together. Maybe I could explain to you why I'm happy all the time. And I I heard that story, and I thought, God, help me. God, help our churches. God, help everyone. Amen that's connected to the spirit of Jesus Christ. Amen. We've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. We're living in a world that needs a little bit of joy in their life and they need to find somebody that knows how to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, (laughs) rejoice. Thank God. Amen. Amen. David said when you're worshiping around the tabernacle that you're going to build one of these days. He said God is going to do a great and a mighty thing. God is going to establish a great house. God's name is going to be lifted higher. He said when you're worshiping and praising, I want you to sing this little song. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness thank God amen he said when the glory of God is moving when the glory of God is working amen the joy of the Lord is going to be there in the presence of the Lord and I want God's people to get covered with that joy because it will be their strength thank God amen So I just came, I hope this becomes a simple message today or tonight or whatever this is. Don't fight the battle on your own. What you're fighting probably isn't what you think you're fighting. Your struggle is not that other person. Your struggle is not that other personality. Your struggle is not what you think your struggle is the Apostle Paul came and he ripped the covers back and he said, you are involved in a spiritual battle and you and I have got to be strong in the Lord. He said, don't put on your own armor, put on God's armor. He said, make sure you get ready, make sure you're prepared for the fight, make sure you don't walk out of the presence of the Lord until the joy of the Lord washes over your life. Amen. Amen. You'll show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Amen. We've got a bunch of young people that just walked out of a stadium full of a a bunch of other young people. Amen. But the presence of the Lord bathed in the presence of the Lord, waiting in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I know that some churches, it's just all about get in, get out, get the program over with. But we're the people that wait and linger in the presence of the Lord. We're the people that allow the Lord to Come and clothe us with the oil of joy, amen, above those that are around us. We're the people that get the things from God in our life. And when we walk out, amen, we exchange our heaviness. We give it to God. We allow Him to take it. We allow the Lord to work in our life, amen. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. I will praise Him who's the health of my countenance and my. God. That's how I'll go to the altar of my God with an exceeding joy in my life. Amen. David said I don't know why I'm living in depression when I can live up on the mountaintop of the glory of God. I don't know why I'm struggling. Amen. When I really can be shouting the victory he said I'm going to get myself into the presence of the Lord and I'm going to allow the joy of God to wash over my soul in a fresh way. Amen. Amen. Saul was content, you could say, to live without the glory of God in his life. But David said, I'm not going to live that way. He said, I'm going to make sure God is in the middle of my life. Maybe you could say David said, I'm going to make sure when I live the presence of the Lord that I am happy in Jehovah. Jehovah. You could say that when we leave the presence of the Lord, we shouldn't leave until we're happy in Jesus. We shouldn't walk out the door until something affects us, something changes us. Amen. That should be the goal of everything that we do. When David was in the battle, Israel fought harder. They called him the light of Israel. We don't really know exactly what it was like to fight with David, but he said, it's through you that I run through a troop and I leap over a wall. He must have been awesome in the fight. But it wasn't David. It was the anointing of the Lord that would come and hit his life. And when he got out there on the battlefield, God would get involved. And when God got involved... It was a wonderful thing to watch because wherever God is, it's an awesome thing and the joy of the Lord was with the man of God and David said it's because I would exchange my hurt and my pain and my struggle and my trouble. He said I didn't come to sing a sad song to you. I came to exchange my pain. I came to speak it to the Lord. I came to share it with God. I came to get on my life. Amen. In oil of gladness I came to find the joy of the Lord which is my strength and when he would walk out into the battlefield the joy of the Lord would come on that man as a young boy amen God would use him in great ways and throughout his life he said God would come and enlarge the place under me so it was a firm place to stand all because of the anointing of the joy of the Lord in his life amen amen There's a world that's hungry for it. I said, there's a world that is hungry for it. You have the secret. I have the secret. The Apostle Paul, he said, I don't want you to be drunk with wine like this world goes out and finds their way to get loose and liberated. He said, but I want you to pray in the Spirit. He said, I want you to reach out to God. He said, I want you to get a hold of the things of God. Speak to yourselves with songs and hymns and spiritual songs and start making melody in your heart. Start getting happy in Jesus. Linger in the presence of God. Stand with me if you would tonight. He said, if you stay there long enough, everywhere you go, amen, the glory of God is going to be shooting out of your life. It's going to be flowing off of your life. People are going to look at you and they're going to say, I don't know how you go through what you go through. Got a spirit of joy about you. How do you do that? Thank God. And your answer can be, I don't do it. God does it. I don't know how I do it. I don't have a clue how I do it. I'm not leaning to my own understanding. I'm just acknowledging Him. God has a way of leading. God has a way of getting involved. God has a way of catching up. God has a way of doing it. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. The joy of the Lord can catch up to you on the way home. <laughs> Amen. If you linger in the presence of the Lord, spend a little time in His presence. Amen, amen. Don't fight the battle on your own. Church, I know you're in a battle. I know you're in a struggle. I know you're trying to build a great house for God. I know there's great things that are happening. I know God is doing exceedingly great and precious things. I know the promises of God are here. Amen. But you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to trust God for it. You're going to have to dig in for it. All hands on deck. Armor has to be on. Amen. Amen. Be strong in the Lord. What you're fighting isn't what you think you're fighting. There's an enemy that doesn't want to see the work of God move forward in a big way. Amen. Amen. Fight the battle with joy. Fight the battle with joy. Jesus, in your name. Oh God, we know that you're here. We know your presence is here. We know you're working in our midst. We know, Lord God, that you walk the aisles of this place. We know, Lord Jesus, what you're doing. God, I pray that you would help us. I pray, Lord Jesus, if there's some place in our life, oh God, where the enemy's attacking our mind, attacking our spirit, I pray, oh God, that you would help us. I pray that you would throw off that spirit of depression, the things that weigh down on our mind. God, I pray you'd throw them out. Help us, God, today. Allow the anointing of the oil of your joy to come on this house. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. If you need some joy in your life, I want you to come. Amen. Let's come. We'll spend a little time in the presence of the Lord. Let's linger. Let's let the Lord do his work here tonight. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate the presence of the Lord this evening. See, your light broke through my night restored exceeding joy Your-